Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tuesday, March 14th, 2017 here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. On this episode, we break down all the craziness from this past weekend with the signing of Gilmore, the possible trade of Malcolm Butler, the actual trading of Brandon Cooks, and much, much more. We also welcome in Ben Valin of the Boston Globe to help us sort through all of the chaos on this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriots V Podcast. I am your host, as always, Harris Rubenstein. You can find us on Twitter at CLNS Radio and find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. Holy cow. What a weekend for the New England Patriots. Oh, my goodness. So many things to go over, so many things to discuss, so many things that will be happening over the next couple weeks, and we just we just have so much time to break them all down. So let's let's get right into this. Like I said, I'll bring on Ben Villain later to talk about a little action, uh, especially everything that's going on. We'll get his behind the scenes interpretations of everything that's going on. But let's quickly just start with the number one topic of the weekend. The New England Patriots. Actually, Jesus, what is the number one topic of the of the weekend? Hmm. Um, I say the number one week topic of the weekend for the Patriots is the fact that they traded their first round pick and third round pick for Brandon Cooks and a fourth round pick. Now. I, I let, let, me, let me make this clear. I love this trade. I think that Brandon Cooks is an incredible receiver. This is incredible for my fantasy team who has him as a franchise player. It's great for the future of the Patriots offense, and it's also really good for the current Patriots offense, which I have to say is usually a decent challenge is to able to uh, to be able to fund both. But I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a delicious fit in this offense. He, you know, will add a nice element to the field, a, a element of speed that they haven't had in a very long time. A guy who can not only stretch the field but run a lot of other routes as well. I kind of see him as a Julian Edelman combined with Chris Hogan kind of receiver, a kind of guy they really haven't had in a long time. So. We'll see what happens with Brandon Cooks and how they decide to use him. I love the trade. I think the first round pick is perfect. It's like a perfectly fine price for him. Brandon with Brandon Cooks, you're getting a 23 year old wide receiver with three years under his belt. I believe he's at a thousand yards every single season. He's had a decent amount of touchdowns. You know, he's just 
if you're telling me that we can draft Brandon Cooks with our first round pick, I mean that's a, still a good pick at 32 is to basically draft Brandon Cooks. So I'm I'm a big fan of this trade. I think it was the right trade. I think that not trading Malcolm Butler for him was really intelligent, and I think the first round pick is a fine, fine price for a fine, fine wide receiver. So after that, they or before that, I should say, they signed Stephon Gilmore, five years, sixty-five million dollars, I believe it was, with about forty million guaranteed. Just you know, that's so much money for a guy who hasn't played for the Patriots. In fact, I'm a little bit surprised that they actually end up making this deal. It this it doesn't really make sense with what they usually do. Uh I like Stefan Gilmore. I think that Stefan Gilmore is a really really good excuse me, a really really good cornerback. I just don't know if he's worth 40 million a year or whatever they gave him in guaranteed money. I mean, that is a lot of guaranteed money to give to a guy who it's not that he's overrated. It's not that he's been a disappointment. It's that he hasn't quite become the top 10 corner in football that I would have expected him to be after being a number 10 pick for the Bills. Now, as Ben Volin will bring up, you know, he has had five different defensive coordinators in like five years. He and there has been no consistency with the Bills franchise. You know, they they've kind of gone back and forth with him being the number one or the number two. And you know, maybe this can kind of end up like the Janoris Jenkins deal uh, for the Giants, where he just needed to change the scenery to become one of the best corners in football. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. And along with the fact that I really, really hope they end up keeping Malcolm Butler, you can have Malcolm Butler on one side and Stefan Gilmore on the other side with Devin McCourty over the top and Deron Harmon and Patrick Chung covering the other two safety spots. So, that right there is one of the best secondaries in all of football. I I, I really do like this Stefan Gilmore move. They they do have a ton of money and they have to give that money to someone. So we'll see what uh, becomes of this. We'll actually talk about the Malcolm Butler situation after the break because a much more important situation that we have to talk about is that Harris was right. Logan Ryan is gone. Logan Ryan signed with the Tennessee Titans for a three-year, $30 million deal with about, I believe, nine to 10 mil of that guaranteed. I think that's a little low for Malcolm Butler. However, 10 mil a year for him is still really good. Only a three-year contract, I think, is also the proper length for him. Um, I, I, I do like Logan Ryan. I think Logan Ryan's a good corner. I think he's going to fit in very well in Tennessee, closer to home or not really closer to home for him. Uh, he goes to where John Robinson is, uh, is the GM of the Tennessee Titans probably was one of the guys that helped draft him. Obviously John Robinson was with the Patriots organization for a pretty long time, but I, I, I like the move good for Logan Ryan. Wish him all the best. Want us to help us win two Super Bowls? Have fun. Adios. Uh, who else didn't they re-sign? Right. Jabal Sheard is now gone. Jabal Sheard is now with the Indianapolis Colts on a three-year contract. Again, all the best to him. Good luck. You probably weren't going to be on the team next year. Couldn't really imagine them re-signing you. Uh, they did bring back, bring back Zoran Harmon. Uh, four years, $20 million deal. I want to say it was... Seven mil guaranteed. I really do not remember what his guaranteed money was. 
But Gerard Harmon, excuse me. Well, excuse me, I'm tired over here. Deron Harmon, yes, is back in the New England Patriots with that four-year $20 million deal. I think that is both a very good deal, the correct deal, the right move to bring him back. I know that Felger and Maz or whoever gives a crap about what they talk about anymore did not want to bring them back, but he's back. Good move. There's just no... It's just I just don't understand why they wouldn't want to bring him back for five mil a year. But anyway, that's that's not my problem. The other trade that they made was I believe I brought this up last uh, last show. I'll bring it up again. They obviously acquired Dwayne Allen from the Indianapolis Colts. Still have his contract for the next three or four years, doing his whole thing. So good on good on the Patriots making a lot of really versatile moves, bringing back uh, bringing back Deron Harmon, signing. Stephon Gilmore and trading for Brandon Cooks and Dwayne Allen. I think those were very, very good moves that one they had to make, two they really didn't need to make, and three I think are all really are all going to pan out pretty well. The only trade I think we should be worried about is the uh, excuse me, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. Is the Stephon Gilmore trade? That's just a lot of money for a guy that's. You know, I just, I guess it's me being a Patriots fan and just not really liking to give that much money to one player that isn't on the team. It just kind of tweaks me out a little bit. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of giving players those that big of contracts. I think it's it's always dangerous. It doesn't usually work out the way you want to. So we'll 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 see how all of. All of the things end up working out. Another guy that left the New England Patriots was Barkevius Mingo. Barkevius Mingo also signed with the Colts on a one-year $2.5 million deal. But I'm going to take a quick ba- uh, break. Excuse me. When we come back, we are going to update you on all the news of this week with the Malcolm Butler situation, with the Donta Hightower situation, as well as what other moves they can make throughout this offseason. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's time to talk to you about the boatload of money you can make this week betting at mybookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect time to get into action because the madness of March is here. Lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting at mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Come join my bookie today. I would only recommend a service that's been so good to me and my listeners. That's why I urge you to make your way to my bookie. You win. They pay fast without any hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place a bet after tip-off. That's right. If you join with $100, you'll get an extra $50 bankroll to play with with their new feature of with their matching your first deposit with a 50 percent bonus use my promo code pats50 to activate the offer visit my bookie today or call 844-900-BETS play win and get paid welcome back into patriots beat let's break down the biggest news of the week with Dante Hightower and Malcolm Butler, also thanks to my bookie, our new sponsors for the upcoming month. However, we have a lot of things to talk about. So Dante Hightower situation, we'll start with him and then we'll get into Malcolm Butler. Sorry, just shifting here. But Dante Hightower, 
is a guy who obviously the Patriots need to resign. A guy who connects the three levels of their defense, calls excuse me, calls the plays, and really last year became one of the leaders, vocal leaders of the entire team. So right now, I believe he visited the Jets today, being Monday, uh, this being released on a Tuesday, recording on a Monday. Um, Dante Hightower met with the Jets today. I believe he's meeting with the Steelers on Wednesday. However, Locke and Fora of CBS and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network are adamant that he is going to return to the Patriots. I am also adamant in my initial testament of a five-year, $55 million deal with 30 mil guaranteed. I think that's exactly the kind of contract that Dante Hightower will sign, and it's exactly the kind of contract the Patriots will give because it's not going to be the most money given to a linebacker. It's not going to be the – yeah, in the NFL, it's not going to be breaking any sort of records. It's a good, consistent deal with good guaranteed money. It'll make him happy. It'll make the Patriots happy. Everyone wins five years, $55 million, and a $30 million deal, $30 million guaranteed for Dante Hightower. But I wouldn't be too concerned with him meeting with the Jets and him meeting with the Steelers. Uh, the Jets, I would be a teeny, teeny, teeny bit worried about because if he does – end up signing with the New York Jets, that could be really, really bad for the Pats. Obviously losing one of the best players on your defense to a division rival, also to a division rival that will include birthday cupcakes in a pitch. Yeah, I don't know if anyone saw that on Twitter, but Adam Schefter said that the Jets pulled out birthday cupcakes because yesterday was Dante Hightower and are pulling out all the stops to sign him. So it is worrisome. I mean, him leaving for the New York Jets would be quite the coup if you're uh, NYJ. But I just just really can't see Dante Hightower leaving the Pats to go to a dysfunctional team like the New York Jets. It might just happen. Maybe he's just looking for the most money. So we'll see what the Jets decide to offer Dante Hightower. I would still expect him to be back, but you never know what a team with a ton of cap room is willing to give to a guy if they're desperate to take him away from the Patriots. So moving on from him, let's talk about this Malcolm Butler situation. So the Malcolm Butler situation currently stands as this. The Patriots have him signed to a first-round tender or want to sign him to a first-round tender worth $3.55 million. Malcolm Butler feels he is not worth that and wants more money. The Patriots say, no, we're not paying you that much money, but then go out and sign Stephon Gilmore for the amount of money that uh, Malcolm Butler originally wanted. So now Malcolm Butler is angry at the Patriots for not paying him that much money. And the Patriots are angry at Malcolm Butler for wanting that, mon- that much money and not just signing the tender. But the Patriots can't do anything with Malcolm Butler until he signs the tender because they can't trade him until he signs tender. So the Malcolm Butler situation is one massive SHIT show. And it's getting on my nerves and it's getting on the nerves of everyone else because – you know, I understand Malcolm Butler wanted to get paid. However, he is a restricted free agent. If you know, I understand that his camp are not traveling around to people and saying, "Hey, you should sign us, uh, sign us to a big long deal," and also give the Patriots a first round pick, which nobody's going to do. So the Patriots have all the leverage here, and they can say, "We're just going to wait to give you a deal until next year. You're, if you hold out, you hold out. We don't really lose any money because we signed Stephon Gilmore." But I guarantee you, they're going to sell and be like, "Look." Come back, spend a year with Stephon Gilmore, have a sick year, 
and then go away. You know, sign probably sign with someone else or let us tweet you or tweet you. Ha! Huh? Let us trade you, and we'll go from there. I, I I just I would love to see Malcolm Butler team up with Stephon Gilmore. I think Stephon Gilmore plus Malcolm Butler equals best one-two corner punch. Maybe in the entire NFL, outside of only Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris, because I just don't think you're going to be able to eat both of those or beat both of those. Excuse me. So we'll see what happens with the Malcolm Butler situation as these weeks go on. It's going to be a kind of it's going to be a really interesting situation to uh, keep track of, simply because we just have no idea. What is going to happen here? Because if someone does decide to sign Malcolm Butler, they're going to have to give the Patriots a first-round pick. So, you know, and if they just – it's a total crap show. I do feel bad for Malcolm Butler. I totally understand that he wants to get paid and wants to be, you know, given the proper amount of money for the proper amount of work that he's done for this franchise. He's been a model citizen. He's done everything super well. I mean, he's been a great corner. He's helped to win two Super Bowls. So we will see what happens. Uh, excuse me. We will see what happens over the next couple of weeks with the Malcolm Butler situation as we try to solidify the starting secondary for the New England Patriots. Sorry, I just saw a tweet come upon my tweet deck here that the MBTA is considering eliminating all weekend commuter rail service for one year to balance their budget. And I just feel so bad for the people of Boston because the MBTA is so bad. All right, sorry, moving on from that. Uh, So we've talked about Dante Hightower. We've talked about Malcolm Butler. Now I want to break down how exactly the New England Patriots are going to get a first-round pick or a second-round pick back as well as uh, who we're going to see the Patriots maybe trade over the next couple of weeks. So first things first, how are the Patriots going to get a first-round pick back? Well, the only way they're going to get a first-round pick back is if they trade one of two people, and those one of two people is Malcolm Butler – And the other person is obviously Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, uh, Adam Schefter has been adamant this entire offseason that the Patriots are not trading Malcolm, or not, excuse me, not trading Jimmy Garoppolo for anything. It's not happening. No, no, no. Don't be crazy. He's not getting traded. It's not happening. Uh, I am, I am, excuse me, I am willing to admit that as well. I don't believe the Patriots are actually going to change Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they're really leaning towards keeping him. There's no reason for them not to. Uh, They could trade him and get a nice hefty amount from a team like the Browns. It just seems like it wouldn't really be worth it for either side, especially since... Excuse me, still tired. Especially since it seems as if the Patriots view Garoppolo as the... Obvious replacement to Tom Brady when Tom Brady officially retires. I don't have a problem with it. I think it'd be, you know, I think it's a great decision to keep him. I think it'd be a great decision to trade him. It really, did, it all depends on what the on what they really think of him, on what they think of Jacoby Brissett, what they think of how long Tom Brady is going to play. So if they're keeping Garoppolo, it makes you think that maybe Tom Brady only has one or two pieces, or excuse me, one or two years left. Um, but however, trading him would uh, admit that they just really have no idea how much longer Brady is going to play for. So I don't have a problem with it. I say keep him. I say he's way more valuable than anything they could possibly 
Um, excuse me, I, I just don't have a problem with them not trading him. But those that's the only way they're going to be able to get a first-round pick back. So it seems as if for the second year in a row, the Patriots will not have a first-round pick. I don't have a problem with it. They're not a team that needs crazy young talent. They can still have third, fourth, and fifth, fourth, third picks and beyond to draft it. Second-round pick, however, here is an idea. Here we go. This is This is something fun. Don't be surprised if we start to hear that there's a wide receiver or an offensive lineman on the trade block. I don't know why. I don't know who it's going to be. But whenever they whenever they start trading people, it kind of just comes out of nowhere. So if they're going to trade someone, I think it's going to come from the offensive line or the wide receiver core. We'll see. I have no, I have no sources on this. This is simply my intuition with how this Patriots team usually does business. So we will see how the rest of the offseason goes. But that's going to do it for me. We're going to bring in Ben Volin to help me uh, get another angle at the rest of the events of this past week. So you guys will have me back on Friday, and we'll be breaking down that week's news as well. So stay tuned for Ben Volin, and we'll be right back. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for our featured guest segment. This week, we are very happy to welcome back in Ben Volin, the NFL and uh, Patriots Beat writer for the Boston Globe. Ben, this has been the craziest free agency weekend I think we've had from the Patriots in a couple years now. Yeah, did not see this one coming. Um, they, they made some good value signings, you know, bringing back Alan Branch, Deron Harmon, trading for Dwayne Allen. Those are classic Patriots moves. But uh, giving up a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks and diving right into the free agency waters with Stephon Gilmore, giving him a five-year, $65 million deal with $31 million fully guaranteed at signing, um, that's just a monster deal that the Patriots have never done. Uh, I think this is probably the biggest contract they've ever given to a free agent from another team. Uh, very out of character for them, but... I think it shows a willingness to uh, maybe go all in a little bit here in the final years of Tom Brady. and uh, I think they're probably going to be changing their defensive scheme a little bit, uh, really valuing the press man, uh, big physical skills uh, that, that Stephon Gilmore brings. And, you know, Bill Belichick, every time you think you've got this guy figured out, he goes and 
does something completely out of character that no one ever expected. So uh, the Patriots, uh, you know, like I said, no one saw this free agency splurge coming, uh, but they're reloading and retooling for 2017. So let's first look at that Brandon Cooks trade because if if you just take it at pure face value, the Patriots acquired a wide receiver who's had a thousand yards every year of his career, has been in the NFL for three years, is only twenty three years old, and all they gave up was a first round pick and moved back about eighteen spots in the draft. I mean, I, I don't really see how this is a bad trade at all for the Pats. Well, they, you know, they did give up a first-round pick. Now, it's number 32. Uh, but So they gave up a pretty valuable pick, and they might only have one year of, of Brandon Cooks. Um, they'll probably trigger his fifth-year option uh, in May, but it doesn't become guaranteed until next March. So they have a year to decide if they want to keep Cooks for two years. But, you know, a first-round pick could be a steep price if Cooks ends up being just a one-year rental. Uh, I think more likely they, they view him as a two-year player, um, he's only worth a, a million and a half this year, and then his fifth-year tender will be about nine million or so next year. So I think they see it as they got Brandon Cooks for two years, uh, about eleven million dollars, something around there. That's still pretty good value for a guy, as you said, uh, has gone over a thousand yards every year. Uh, he has seventeen touchdowns the last two years. Gives them another great vertical threat. Uh, Chris Hogan had a good season catching the deep ball. Now they've got a, a real speedster in Brandon Cooks. So two guys who can really take the top off the defense. That should open things up underneath for Edelman and James White and Deion Lewis and Rob Gronkowski. Um, so the Patriots are getting a lot faster. And, and Tom Brady's deep ball uh, was really good last year. He's one of the best in the NFL. Uh, he's really improved on that. So it looks like the Patriots are going out and trying to get him a deep option. The, the reports over the past couple of days, I believe you might have reported this as well, that if – uh, if Malcolm Butler had signed his tender, he probably would have been included in some sort of fashion in this trade. Now that the last couple of days have transpired, we're getting basically you know, reports constantly from, uh, from his agent that Malcolm Butler wants to leave and they're calling other teams now and this and that. I mean, are they treating him fairly? Would Malcolm Butler be gone? How is this whole situation going to play out now? Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, you hate to see the Patriots, you know, really play hardball and, and put a guy like Malcolm Butler over a barrel. He's been the perfect Patriot for them, um, a guy who represents everything that this organization is about and obviously uh, made a franchise-defining play in the Super Bowl two years ago and then has been a very solid cornerback the last two years. So, you know, you just hate to see it come to this. Malcolm Butler might not have much choice but to come back to the Patriots for one more year. Um, if his goal is to get paid – he's going to have a hard time doing it because of that restricted free agent tender. Uh, I have a very hard time seeing uh, a team want to give him a big contract and give up a first round pick. Uh, that, that's what it would require uh, if they sign him to a free agent deal here. Um, no first round restricted free agent has ever changed teams. I think since Lavernius Coles back in 2003. So it's one thing to give a guy a big contract, but to also include a first round pick that's going to prevent teams from signing him. Well, then he could try to work out a trade, but the Patriots aren't going to want to trade him unless they get that first-round pick back. Uh, obviously, they value him pretty highly. And again, you run into the same problem. Is the team going to want to give Butler a big contract and trade a first-round pick to the Patriots? And if Butler just wants out of New England and he's willing to go somewhere to, to get a, a lesser deal, well, then what's the point? The whole point is to get paid. Um, so 
to me, he looks like he's kind of stuck. Uh, right now his salary is $3.9 million. You know, it's a nice little pay bump for him, but it's not Stefan Gilmore money. Um, but frankly, I don't see too many other options out there because the Patriots are going to want that first-round pick in return. I just don't see teams being willing to, to give a big contract and the first-rounder. And then, you know, people say, well, they'll have to trade him because he's going to bring a, a bad attitude to the Patriots. Well, if his goal is to get paid, you know, being a sourpuss is not the way to do it. The Patriots will just bench him, and that'll really ruin his value for next year when he hits the free agency market as an unrestricted free agent. So his best play might be just to suck it up and come back to New England for one more year, play well, keep his mouth shut, and then hope to uh, score big as an unrestricted free agent next year. That's also probably the best-case scenario for the Pats. It, it just I understand that Malcolm Butler obviously wants the same amount of money that Gilmore has, and let's say he does come back for another year, but are, are, are the Patriots even going to pay him this kind of contract after that, or do you think he'd be gone? I think eventually he'd be gone. Uh, I, I think the Patriots have made it clear that they don't value Malcolm Butler as a number one cornerback. They value Stephon Gilmore. Um, I think they view Butler as a, a good corner, a nice number two, uh, maybe you know a two plus or a one minus, but not a pure number one corner. They, they made that, I think, abundantly clear with how they went out and paid this big money for Gilmore, but they're playing hardball with Butler. Um, so, you know, right now, I think if they can get a first-round pick for him, I think they trade him in a heartbeat. Uh, just not sure that they're going to get that offer because, like I said, the team would have to give him the contract and the first-round pick. That's a lot of compensation for one player. The Patriots are also, you know, sending the message to the rest of the league. We don't view Malcolm Butler as a number one corner, so that's going to hurt his value. I think what happens is he probably comes back. Like I said, he comes back and plays for one more year, and then he probably walks away in free agency and the Patriots collect a third-round compensatory pick. Um, that, that seems to be the likely scenario with the way things are playing out right now. So, and, and also looking at the Stephon Gilmore contract, you know, like, like you said, that is a lot of money to give to one player, especially a corner who, in my book at least, ha- hasn't really disappointed since he's coming to the NFL, but certainly hasn't been the 13th or, or 10th overall pick, whatever he was, out of the draft. Do, what, what do you think they see in Gilmore that maybe the Bills didn't? Why did they dole out so much money for this guy? Yeah, they, they must have really liked him for a long time. And, and they know him well because they played Gilmore, I think, eight times in his five years. I think he missed a couple games, but he, he's been out there for the most part. Um, I mean, he was the number 10 overall pick for a reason. His, his combination of uh, size and athleticism is, is tough to match. Um, the kid is six one has really long 31-inch arms, um, good physical receiver uh, corner, can jam you at the line of scrimmage. He also runs really well. He, he ran track in high school, um, uh, ran, I think, a 4-4, somewhere in that range at the combine. So he's big, he's long, and he can run. Those are attributes that are hard to find in a cornerback. And you're right, he, he was inconsistent with the Bills, um, had a pretty rough first half of last season, turned it on, was much better over the second half of the season, uh, but this is a kid who's played for five defensive coordinators in five years. Like, no consistency with uh, the coaching staff whatsoever. You know, every year it's a new coordinator wanting to do new things. It takes a little while to pick up on, on the nuances and what the coaching staff is asking you to do. So I think this is someone that the Patriots, they value his attributes, and they say, forget what happened in Buffalo. We can bring him in here, and we can make him uh, a, a very productive player. 
Now, uh, he has not done well at all in, in off coverage and in zone coverage. He's very good at jamming guys and playing press at the line of scrimmage. But he, he, we all know how the Patriots like to be versatile on defense. He, his play recognition has not been great in, in zone coverage, so it'll be very interesting uh, to see how the Patriots use him. But uh, assuming they just want to put him up at the line of scrimmage and disrupt receivers, and now they have someone who can you know, man up with uh, a Demarius Thomas and a Julio Jones. You know, they were using Logan Ryan in that role the last few years. He did pretty well, but I think they like having a bigger corner like Stefan Gilmore uh, to do that. So let's move into the biggest topic of the weekend so far. And for one weekend, it's finally not trading Jimmy Garoppolo. It is this whole Dante Hightower contract for Cabuttle, Jason Lock and Fora, and uh, Ian Rappaport will not stop reporting that no matter what happens, Dante Hightower is going to end up going back to the Patriots. I tend to believe them. I tend to believe that Dante Hightower is coming back. However, meeting with the Jets today and now a meeting with the Steelers, I believe tomorrow or the next day, I don't know. It's a lot of teams and a lot of days. Do you see him end up coming back or what do you think? Yeah, I, I do think that ultimately uh, he'll probably find, if not the best offer in New England, um, certainly the best situation. They, they might, uh, another team might offer a little more money, but Hightower is very comfortable here in New England. Um, the Belichick's program is very similar to what he came from in college with, with Nick Saban. So he, he feels like, uh, you know, it's been home for him and he feels very comfortable here. So unless he just gets blown away by an offer, I think he comes back. And, and frankly, I don't see it happening. I think Hightower has more value for the Patriots than he does for other teams. Um, he's not your traditional linebacker. He, he's not a, a quick, fast guy. Um, he's not a pass rusher like Von Miller. He's an interior pass rusher, and he's pretty good at getting to the quarterback, but uh, there aren't too many teams that use 270-pound inside linebackers like that. Um, he's the captain of the defense here. He, he wears the green dot and gets guys lined up. That's pretty important, but you know, for other teams – uh, wanting to sign a linebacker. They want Jamie Collins. They want the fast, athletic guy who can jump through the ceiling. And that's not Dante Hightower. He's more of a physical bruiser, not great in, in pass coverage. Um, so, you know, Hightower wants Jamie Collins' money, $26 million over two years, but um, I don't think he's been getting the offers that he wants. Uh, you know, one way to drive up the price is to get the rivals involved. So, you know, we've seen the Jets and the Steelers now getting involved here. But just because he's visiting does not mean – and it's going to happen again. I think it's just a way to maybe drive up the price and create a little more urgency. But ultimately, I think uh, Hightower fits in well for the Patriots, and uh, I do see him coming back. How much money do you think he's going to get? You know, maybe probably like somewhere twenty million over two years. You know, the devil's always in the detail with these things. I'm sure when it comes out, it's going to be reported as some eye-popping number, but. The Patriots are going to give themselves all kinds of outs, whether it's after one year or two years. You know, most of these guys, at most, you'll get three years. But I think if you can get two years between 18 and 20 million, that, that sounds about right. And the Patriots have a ton of money and, and tons of cap space. Like, they could go out and sign Hightower and Butler and all these guys if they wanted to. But it's not good business, and they're going to stick to uh, their market value. And so I think if Hightower can get around 18, 20 million over two years, that's probably pretty good. So last question before we let you get out of here. The Patriots are now left without a first-round pick or a second-round pick after the Coney Ely deal and the Brandon Cooks trade. Do you see them – 
uh, making a trade to get it back into the first round or back into the second round. I understand they still have four picks in the top 100 or three picks. I'm not sure. However, no first round pick and no second round pick is kind of tough for any team to just go into the draft and be okay with. Do you see them making a deal or no? Yeah, I, I definitely think they would like to acquire more high draft picks. Obviously, they have Malcolm Butler and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, who could help them do that. And probably some other players that we're not thinking of, too. I mean, heck, with the way things are going here, uh, probably anyone outside of Tom Brady is not safe right now. Um, you know, if, if, they're, if they're willing to back off that first-round pick, you know, maybe they can collect a couple of twos for Malcolm Butler, but I, I still think they want a one. I'm not sure that that all is going to happen, but uh, the, the, these rookies are such great value. Even first and second round picks, you get them locked up for four years on very favorable terms. These are talented players. I know it's supposed to be a deep draft, but there's a big difference between a first round pick and a third and a fourth round pick. So I, I think there's, they're definitely not done trading and they'd love to get back up. And you know, again, they're sitting on a, on a potential gold mine with Garoppolo. This is a guy that could maybe fetch them a one and maybe a two or a four, uh, a multitude of picks. And they're adamant. They've been adamant that they're not going to trade him. But again, if Cleveland when it gets close to the draft and Cleveland blows them away with an offer, will they still stick to that? Um, so I'm not quite sure how they're going to do it, but I definitely see them wanting to uh, recoup some of those uh, draft picks that they traded away. Great stuff as always. Benville in the NFL and Patriots beat writer for the Boston Globe. Thank you for joining us once again. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Harris. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Bye. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. All right, team, that's going to do it for this week's Patriots Beat Podcast. Please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore sports team for all the biggest Patriots news and updates and opinions from around the NFL. We'll be back next week with all of the crazy NFL news that comes by, and I promise that on the next episode I will mention that Coney Ely is now a member of the New England Patriots. But we will talk about him and all that and more on next week's episode. But for now, enjoy your weeks, and we will see you on Friday. Adios.